0: All right, welcome back to Good People, Bad TV, The Challenge, Episode 3.
1: You're so much better at remembering to introduce our podcast by its name and not just be like, welcome, (laughs) just like I do every time.
0: Just, hey, everybody. (laughs) Thanks for checking us out.
1: Um, All right, yeah, so this is the third episode of The Challenge, and honestly, so far, the season's great. I love it. I'm very into it. it, even more than normal. Really? Yeah, I really like this season. I don't know why. No? No, I don't know if I could pinpoint exactly what it is. I think, even though I do miss some of the, like, classic challenge people that maybe aren't on this season. Like, I kind of miss Johnny. I wish Georgia was here. I always wish Georgia was here. Um, Like, I don't know. I kind of miss some of those people. I do still wish they'd bring Joss back, but... Um, oh and it's yeah, been a while. I wouldn't say he's like a classic person, but I've been wanting to see him back. Like I think there are some people that I really like that aren't on this season. There's a lot of new people, but I'm really liking kind of. I, I like that it's not a Johnny or West that feels like they're running the show, even though I I am finding Cam and Leroy like a little bit annoying. Um, but I don't know. What do you think so far?
0: Hey, it definitely feels like we don't fully know who's running it. Yeah. Like like I can kind of make some guesses based on who's friends with who um and little hints we get in the episodes. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, since the the normal OGs don't have the numbers anymore. It's a it is a whole new generation. And, yeah. Um Yeah, they're just It just feels like a changing of the guard, and then like, (laughs) which is like this episode, like it was phenomenal, and the production this season is just amazing to watch.
1: It's beautiful. Um,
0: like jumping into this this episode, like it made me feel, um, like when I was younger and I watched like the sports heroes I watched growing up be dominant, and then all of a sudden they weren't. Yeah, like age never like happens gradually in athletics. I Mm -hmm. feel like I feel like. Like, I watched Peyton Manning as a Colts fan growing up in Indianapolis, and he was just otherworldly dominant. And then he got traded to the Broncos, and he was, pretty, he was good for his first season. And then the second season, his arm just stopped working. Yeah. Like, he couldn't throw it more than 15 yards. And he just looked like a sitting duck out there. Mm-hmm. And, like, I watched teams that he would normally eviscerate just... Bully him, Mm -hmm. and I watched Wes get bullied tonight, and that was yeah weird to watch. He got bullied physically. He got bullied strategically. Yeah, and like you could just tell his his brain broke. Yeah, like he didn't know what to do. I was so
1: sad for him. You know, I love Wes. I have a soft spot for Wes, and we're actually Scott and I watched through the seasons that are on Netflix already, and then we decided to go back and watch even more old seasons. So. We just watched um, the seasons that Wes won before he did his first retirement and then came back. Um, And so I have even more of a soft spot for Wes because I was like watching him when he first started on the show, when he was still with Joanna, who was on his season of uh, Real World. And I remember loving them together when I watched that season. So I'm super partial to Wes and watching him this week was like so... Sad. It was really sad for him.
0: Yeah, I was, like, half heartbroken and, like, just watching him, like, go in and, like, not be able to get hype to kick Devin's ass. Yeah. Uh, sorry, don't know if I'm allowed to say that. We might have uh-huh. to make this
1: one an explicit one. <laughs>
0: okay. Um, and he just, like, couldn't get up for it. And every other time you see him go into an elimination when he's younger, like, he's just hungry. He's, yeah. like, sticking, he's puffing his chest out to the camera. He's all about the trash talk and there was none of that but then he also did try to gaslight us at the end like I've won this a couple times and I did it honorably I never lied to my friends yeah I was like okay Wes like I love you but that's that's nonsense
1: yeah I think um I think seeing that not even Leroy was on his team like Leroy was against him and he's like oh like even the OGs aren't sticking together this time and he even tweeted out afterwards like Leroy and I have been friends for years and I just like never expected this and like it's very clear who's running the show between the two of them and it was heartbreaking and um you know I'm kind of paraphrasing that's not exactly what he said but I think he just like looked defeated and he probably just wanted to go Home. Was, I mean, he clearly like, like that. Clearly elimination. They're going to be against me this whole time, and anyone I'm with, and I, I just don't know if it's worth my energy right now. I think what I thought was interesting. We we watched it twice. We watched it live last night, and then we watched it this morning. Um, I think it. You can really see how being in quarantine has affected the mental health of the players on this show, and I thought you could really see it last night between. Like, Nicole being so heartbroken that she couldn't do it. Like, I think she just wanted to do something, right? Um, and then you saw it with Josh and the way he, like, lash out like a child, which we'll get to, I'm sure, later. And then Wes being so defeated. And even Devin talking about how his mom's going through a really hard time. Like, I think we just saw, like, a more emotional, raw side to people this episode and I think it kind of we're watching this and they're not wearing masks at all and so I think sometimes it's easy to forget like they filmed this in August in the middle of a pandemic and a lot of them had been quarantined at that point for six-ish months Um, if you say at the beginning of March it, it started and this is the beginning of September end of August like that's five or six months People have been isolated depending on where they are, and I think you really saw the mental health battle kind of come through in this episode in particular.
0: Yeah, I think that's good insight. Um, I do think that the isolation is kind of always part of the challenge, Mm -hmm. but it normally isn't so obvious that it's messing with people until later in the season.
1: Yeah. Um, Okay, so we kind of got ahead of ourselves with a couple things here, but let's go through The episode, kind of play by play. Let's do it. All right. So Kyle, at the beginning of the episode, we're reminded that he picks Cam. So now Kyle's working with Cam. Nani's working with Josh. Josh and CT and Big T are together. I love it. Which we love.
0: Mm -hmm. So we've got Natalie and Kyle with gold skulls at this point.
1: Yes. Good reminder. Um, so they go back to the house and, um, this is after Kyle kind of lashes out at Bessie and says like, you should have gone down there. I don't know why you sent me in. You knew this was going to be physical. And yet again, you're just acting like a big pussy. I guess if we're going to make this an explicit podcast, that is what he calls him. So, um, so they're kind of back in the room talking, it's Kyle CT and, um Wes and I think a couple other Uh, people and Devin yeah and he's like you know I beat him I got my gold skull and CT says well let's take it from fourth gear into second the kid showed up with no pants and was eating mustard (laughs) and it was a great line out of CT like keeping him humble it was really really funny no pants eating mustard it
0: was classic old school CT (laughs) And C.T. definitely didn't remember that kid's name.
1: No. N- neither did that, neither did Big T. No. Big T, he could have asked Big T. She wouldn't have been able to tell him.
0: Well, that's true. As C.T. or Big T, one of her uh, main things she has to teach C.T. now <laughs> is to remember names. And famously, she has not been remembering names.
1: No, so we get this, like, really great interaction between Big <laughs> T and C.T., where they are talking about their partnership and how they're going to help one another and that they have a good balance and is big d's like I, he needs to train me to be like tougher and she's like i'm gonna teach him how to be nice to people and <laughs> teach him everybody's names because he has to learn everybody's name which is so funny it's just like it feels like you know, whenever your, like, dad doesn't remember any of your friends' names, even though they've been over, like, a thousand times, and you're like, <laughs> that's what it felt like to me. It was so funny.
0: Oh, yes. Big CT now.
1: Yes, and then he, they decided to give each other nicknames, so Big, or CT comes out with a great nickname for Big T. He says, you're going to be the hawk, and we get this, like, great sequence of, like, her as a hawk, and then in the hawk's eye, and it's really funny, and then she's like, okay, your nickname is, like fuzzy bunny and ct i don't know i just was loving you were seeing dad ct but like translate into the game here and it was really really cute like we've had dad bod ct but he wasn't like acting as dad ish and this episode we really got dad ct and he was like i guess i'll be fuzzy bunny like hear me hop like it was very funny and i have just decided like this is the partnership we deserve
0: It's hilarious, and yeah, I'm CT's also like Wes. He's fighting against time Mm -hmm. as well, and maybe with Big T, like endearing him to the rest of the cast. Mm -hmm. Maybe he'll actually make some new friends. Um, But yeah, it's a it's a weird season for him. But I do (laughs) I like them together. It's gonna be fun.
1: All right, so then we get the scene with all the guys in sitting in the room together. Kyle's there, Fessy's there, Corey, Leo, um, Wes is there, and Fessy decides that that's the right moment to tell everyone that the secret boat is not secret.
0: I think it's just because Kyle's coming at him so hard, and he has to defend why he put Kyle in, even to his own alliance, because he didn't reveal that he he and. Anissa kind of acted on their own to put Kyle in.
1: Yeah, so here... And here's where I don't know where editing comes in. Did he talk to Anissa about this first? And did they say, like, after tonight, we've just got to tell everybody that that's the case. Like, we don't have to hide it anymore. We didn't see that conversation. But I honestly thought this was a really stupid move on Fessy's part. If you're going to throw Kyle in, I think you need to have a conversation with Anissa are we going to tell everyone? And I don't think we should. I don't think they should have. I don't think Fessy should have said that. I thought that was a stupid move. And I think you have to come up with a reason why you're throwing Kyle in. And you can say, I feel like you're trying to play both sides of the fence without revealing this secret. And then what I would have done is I would have told my alliance that the vote, secret vote was not secret and then see who leaked that to the other side of the house that you're against because Wes isn't partnered with someone that would know Devin isn't partnered with someone who would know like neither is well Kyle is now but you you see who, like, leaks that information, who you can trust or not. And with Elise, Anissa not being in the room to have that conversation with him as well, in front of everyone, I thought was a really, really stupid move. I think he thought it was smart, and, but I think he revealed way more than he should have. And it obviously pissed off his alliance, we saw with Corey. And, but we didn't see Anissa's reaction to him telling them that. But that's the way I would have handled it. And I think Fessy thinks he's playing a smart game, but he's really not.
0: Yeah, it doesn't seem like he is. And I like your idea of using that information to try and find out if there's a mole in your alliance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I do. We didn't see the conversation with Anissa prior to putting Kyle into elimination about when they're going to reveal what they know. Mm-hmm. Um but i assume that conversation happened like i don't yeah, like you would and have i think to. i think he had to reveal something now um, and it did like over the course of this episode like him revealing that forced uh, kind of Wes and Kyle and Devon to kind of it shined a light on oh they're all they are all together like mm-hmm. we thought so but they definitely are mm-hmm. and it kind of solidified him with Corey and Nelson Fessy with Corey and Nelson yeah um, and he needs them because he has the big brother in one hand that group of four and then he has Corey and Nelson his other two Um, So he is sitting in a good spot, but Mm -hmm. he has to keep those numbers. Yes. Um, And he doesn't really care about Kyle, Devin, and Wes. Mm -mm. Uh, um, And that was evident because he keeps targeting them Mm -hmm. when they've offered to work with him, but he doesn't need them. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, the fact that Wes couldn't convince anybody, like... When like he said, like, oh, TYB voted for me, too? The Young Bucks, yeah. for those of you Young who were Buck confused, yeah, uh, which is Fessy, Corey, and Nelson. And I think Wes really thought he convinced Corey and Nelson to let him join, yes. to work with him. And when he found out that didn't work, he and Devin went into desperation mode. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Fessy, maybe not the best strategic play, but it did kind of work.
1: Sort of. At but least I, for this week. Uh, yes. So I think it like sort of worked. But what I loved about this scene was we got to see Kyle do what Kyle does best. Which is spin a situation to make someone else look like the bad guy or an idiot. And I think he did both really well. And he just basically flips this reveal right on Fessy. And is like, yeah, I didn't tell everyone that I voted for Wes. I told you I voted for Wes exclusively. And... Uh, what else was I going to tell you? Oh, I voted against you. I didn't do what you wanted me to do. Like, what do you really think I'm going to do in this case? Like, of course I told you I voted for Wes. Like, Mm -hmm. stupid. And I, I think Fessy just looks really stupid in this moment. And then Kyle just continues to make fun of him and call him names. And I don't think he's wrong. So this came, this brought my attention to one one dynamic I think we have to evaluate a little bit more, and I'd like your expertise as a human who watched a lot more Big Brother than I did. Oh, okay. So I think the way you play politics in Big Brother and the way you play politics in The Challenge are very different. You play very... It seems to me from the little bit of this all-star season that I watched with you for Big Brother this summer, seems like you play a more scared, more... Um defensive political game in big brother and on the challenge if you play scared you look weak and you play a more aggressive and offensive offensive strategic political game and so much more big brother relies on politics than athletics the challenge is more a balance of both i think leaning heavier on athletics because at the end of the day you have to go into a hall brawl with someone you have to like tear this circle out of someone's hands kind of games and so you can rely more on the athletics and so i think what we're seeing with the big brother alliance this season is that they're playing a more scared game and they are afraid like fessy should not have been even remotely questioning going into that ring last week I think we can all universally agree on that but I just don't think he's used to playing a game where he relies on that physicality as much I don't think he's adjusted his mindset from Big Brother so while I get like Big Brother's a good feeder system for MTV for this show I think like they all need to like stop with this like we're big brother people we're the best like i get you all come from the same show and you're automatically gonna have an alliance and whatever but they're just re- relying on their druthers to like get them through and that's it's not the same game and i think it it might continue to weaken the show because there isn't this like aggressive athletic prowess that is part of why we love the challenge
0: yeah i there's a lot there. Yeah, um, sorry, I did monologue. <laughs> that's okay. Um, and yeah, and there's clearly some pushback from the, the rest of the cast. I mean, mostly from Devin, but that's Devin's game is to just annoy you all yes. day. And tell you your big brother sucks, your show sucks, you mm-hmm. don't have a backbone. And he's just going to push your buttons. That's who Devin is. And it works on Josh because Josh is foolish. Doesn't really well, work yes. on Casey as much. Casey seems like the outlier of the big brother crew. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as translating into this new game. Yeah, she's translated her game while. The difference is, Big Brother, um, there's three main competitions, but they're spread out over the course of a week. Only one person gets eliminated per week. The challenge, it's about every two days, or three days, mm-hmm. like power shifts. Whereas in Big Brother, power stays in one place for a week at a time. Mm-hmm. So it's a slower, more meticulous kind of game and the person who wins power like who would be the double agents mm-hmm. or the head of household in Big Brother that person gets their own separate bedroom and they get to be above everybody and they get access to camera feeds where they can spy on everybody mm-hmm. and they kind of and pretty much everyone just kind of uh, just kind of does whatever they can to appease them for an entire week yeah and the challenge shifts faster than that mm-hmm. and having the double agent power isn't as much power as you have in Big Brother, Mm-mm. Um, so I think Fessy thinks he can do more with his power than he actually can. Yeah, and um, and yeah, and doesn't expect the pushback he's getting. Um, and there's there is going to be more pushback. Yeah, um, and you're not just going to be able to bowl through this house with. One alliance of four and one alliance of three that you're kind of seesawing between, mm-hmm. um, and at some point, like it's going to take uh, probably another five or six episodes before we get the showdown between Big Brother versus Cam and Leroy versus the yeah. Young Bucks. Like yeah. I think they're kind of going to pick off the rest of people, um, and we'll see where that goes. Um, yeah. But and like I hope we see it sooner than that, but I think it's probably going to be five or six episodes before somebody calls Fessy to the mat. Yeah. And he is going to have to step up at that point. Maybe he will. Maybe this will be the season. He figures it out halfway through. But right now he's, um, he's starting strong uh, from a power standpoint, but can he actually finish? I don't know.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm just a little unconvinced by Fessy right now. I think you're right. I think um, Casey has translated her game the best out of all of them. Um, but I don't know. I just, they feel like they're playing a very scared game this season. And it's like, why? Like, like Fessy, you have no reason to play a scared game this season. You have the numbers behind you. You have the strength. Like you seem smart enough to like get this done as evidenced by the early challenges. And you're just playing a really scared game, but like acting super cocky. But, like, not doing the actions to back that up. Like, in the challenges you are, but your day-to-day actions and the way you're approaching the crater is, like, foolish. It feels like to me. So, as of right now, I'm out on Fessy. Subject to change. <laughs> but I'm just out on Fessy. I want him to do better than he is. And he's just not.
0: He also wears vests in his oh, confessionals. And that, yeah,
1: I did shout at the television last night because in his confessional... He, <laughs> one of my least favorite looks in the entire universe is a vest. Like, I hate a vest. I hate, especially when people, three-piece suits I'm not into, but it's better than just a button-down and a vest. And he wore just a button-down a and vest and a tie. And I, 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 it made me officially, it was the biggest turnoff. It's the biggest turnoff in the world, and I hated it. And so I think I'm officially out on Fessy until he puts a suit, like Kyle looks so much better in his turtleneck jacket look. Like Kyle looks great, his fashions are on point. But Fessy's vest look, mm-mm. It, gross. Terrible. So before we go into the challenge, Devin has this really great quote about him and Nicole. And Devin's kind of getting the like a limb at it. If you pay close enough attention, you can kind of see who's gonna go either into elimination. They've, they've done it every season, so, like, we all kind of know what that edit looks like if you're paying attention. But Devin has a great quote from his confessional. He's talking about him and Nicole, and he says, Nicole and I are a great match. We really complement each other. He goes, we're we're brains and we're brawn. We're English and we're whatever Nicole speaks. <laughs> And it just is another great line about Nicole. And listen, this house loves Nicole. We love Nicole a lot, but it's true I I truly cannot understand what she's saying half the time. Um but yeah, so then we <laughs> I just had to point that out. Fair enough. We enjoyed that quote. It was great. So the challenge this week is called Roadkill. It's basically a giant It's
0: a mission, 18- okay? Oh, the
1: mission. Um it's an 18-wheeler, right?
0: Yes. And which TJ drives in from the horizon. In a peacoat. In a peacoat. Smoke billowing, fire exploding everywhere around this Pyrotechnics, 18-wheeler.
1: yeah. And it's called roadkill. And so basically what they have to do is on top of this 18-wheeler, there's big nets on the side. They're not wearing harnesses. They have to wrestle each other off the platform into the nets. And whomever is touching the platform last... Wins so even if like in the case of josh and west in this case josh tackled west off west's foot was still touching the thing so um there's this now there were a lot of injuries in this and here here's where i think they like should have protected themselves from like so many people getting hurt this challenge is there should have been, like, a wrestling mat or, like, foam on top of the thing because it's not like you can just bring people in whenever you're in the middle of a pandemic. Those people have to quarantine. So if you lose a couple people at once, like, yes, it's cool that they're wrestling on top of this, like, metal container, and that's. but it would have been just as cool if there was a mat on top of it and you risk losing less people.
0: That's fair. I mean, it was wild that they didn't put harnesses on them. and Yeah, and that uh, felt
1: risky enough.
0: Yeah, and then there was there was padding just on the edges. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, you're right. They were just wrestling on a the back of a metal 18-wheeler. Yeah. And, like, they had the knee pads and the elbow pads. but and helmets, uh, I, yeah. I'm sure they all have bruises on their hips Oof. and on their backs from just getting smashed into this yeah. thing. And then two people had dislocated shoulders. Yeah. Liv and Nicole. And Nicole... Left uh, after going to the hospital. She was too injured to continue. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liv came back, but we don't know the full results of They were her, waiting
1: to see if there um, was like a fracture or anything like that for her. Yeah.
0: So we may lose Liv next episode. It's yeah. possible. I hope not.
1: But... I'd be surprised if not because. Was she wearing like, a sling? Yeah. Okay. um So the first matchup we get is Devin and Nicole versus Cam and Kyle. Um, so it's like actually pretty well matched overall, even though, um, Lolo was tweeting, I think it was Lolo was tweeting that Cam has like 40 pounds on Nicole, even though Nicole's super strong. Probably
0: Nicole's pretty short.
1: She's small. Um, Mm -hmm. and so they were saying that, um, but Nicole's like shoulder comes out of the socket. Nicole keeps wrestling, but is like, please don't touch this arm, but I will continue to fight you. And then the medics are completely unconcerned. When you can literally see the bone popped out under her clothes. And the medics are like, no, like, it's fine. She's like, can someone please just put my arm back in the socket? And they're like, no, I think you're, like, fine. She's like, no, I, like, need to go to the (laughs) hospital and get this checked out. I
0: was like, can we divert some of the budget from pyrotechnics to Yeah, and I understand it's a
1: pandemic and maybe you don't want to overreact and take up any hospital space you don't have to but yeah
0: but who is the challenge doctor was there why was there no one there yeah
1: they were completely just like okay like whatever and then they finally take her away which is good so um i think i think did anybody fall off on that round i don't remember i guess it's unimportant fall off like Mm -hmm. into the nets did they wrestle anyone off in in
0: uh devin and kyle timed out um but cam did
1: get nicole okay yeah um and then next matchup is nani and josh versus wes and natalie and i thought this was one of the best recent showings for nani Mm -hmm. in a challenge that we've seen like even natalie was like i was not expecting this she's so much smaller than me she like was wriggling around like the Tasmanian devil, and um,
0: Nani's smart. She's been yeah. doing this a long time. They've done a lot of these weird wrestling challenges on some moving object,
1: and Nani and... has certainly been in a fight. Oh, for sure. Before, there's not a chance Nani's not been in a fight.
0: No, we several have been televised.
1: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I couldn't remember if I was just like thinking, making that up or not. So like Nani does know how to fight. Um, I think I her
0: thought... whole goal was just to like, I'm not going into the net. Yes. Like, I don't think she thought she could overpower uh, Natalie to actually Mm-mm. wrestle her in there. But um, and she's like, maybe if I just, if I play this sneaky enough and I stay on my back, I don't let her get a hold of me. Maybe I can kick her in at some point if I get her close to the edge. Yeah. Uh, which she almost did at one point.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it, like, actually was a more fair match than I thought. And then Wes versus Josh is just, like, hysterical. But this whole episode just proves why josh is the worst because he doesn't use his brain but thinks he's like the smartest toughest person there so wes is like the object of the game is to be the last person touching and josh only cared about beating me up and not about what the actual game was and he lost focus and he lost but josh is so convinced that he won because he wrestled wes off and wes is like no you don't understand that's not the game and Wes, like, clearly wins that because yeah, this is a Josh theme is an for, idiot. This
0: is a theme for Josh in his challenge career. Like, yeah. never knowing what the game is, famously lost in elimination of tug-of-war to Jordan. And Jordan has one hand. Yes. And also, Josh outweighs him by a good... 50 pounds. F- at least 50 pounds. And... It, Somehow it was, still lost. He lost that. Because he's so foolish.
1: Yeah, he just doesn't, like, think, but he thinks he's, like, so brilliant.
0: It's just, it's so frustrating to watch. Like, I'm, like, it's just uncomfortable every time.
1: Oh, so uncomfortable. Uh,
0: But anyway, yeah, Wes uh, taps the foot, does the toe tap, Mm -hmm. outsmarts Josh, who's twice his size, wins that, and um, Natalie does. um, Natalie wins her heat as well. Wins her heat, um, but not very fast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Then we have Amber B and Durrell versus Leo and Gabby. So what we learned about Amber B because we don't know much about her besides that she's a big brother person. We haven't really got much from her yet. Um, but she played rugby for five years. And she's like, When I have to win, I don't care who you are or what I have to do, I will win. And I think and that, she did <laughs> that changed her stature in the competition. To me, and I don't know how much the house knows about that, and she might be being quiet about it for a reason, but um, that changed. Like, I think she's a good political player. I think she's very charming, and people like her, and she's clearly super tough. Um, mm-hmm. and we get this great scene with Darrell at the beginning, a little interview before they go and do their uh round, their heat, and Darrell's just so charming, and he says, "I'm definitely not going out like no punk." And I was loving it. I just—it was a great <laughs> Durrell moment. I'm just so glad he's here.
0: And Durrell's back. I love it. And like, was clearly like overpowering Leo, but mm-hmm. then, in his words, Leo did a Sonic the Hedgehog move. Which and was who great. is great. Leo is an actual wrestler. It's so, like he yeah. is great at leveraging his. And he
1: does have blue hair. Great. Right that now. he does. <laughs> That's just a good like point. Sonic the Hedgehog.
0: I thought it was green. Is it I blue? think.
1: Well, it's like bleached, and then you have to put the blue dye, and it fades. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, but yeah, they were, they were a fun matchup to watch, but they time out. Nobody goes into the net, yeah. which was, they was, a, that was a good, uh, even matchup. It
1: really was. It was interesting. Cause Darrell is so strong and Leo clearly is too. And Darrell was like, I just have mad respect for like <laughs> what Leo does. And I love that about Darrell. Um, then we have Nam and Lolo versus Jay and Teresa, which is just like such an uneven matchup. I think this was the most uneven matchup of all of them. Um, nelson and amber m versus leroy and casey maybe too but definitely this one so nom and lolo just kick jay and Teresa's, but then we have michi and Liv versus Corey and tori and i so i've actually been loving michi this whole time he like cracks me up and he like holds cory pretty they like really are tumbling around the top of this truck and he gets Corey into the net with him and he's like all 155, 160 pounds of me soaking wet. He's like, I'm tough. I'm tougher than I look. Like, I might be small. He was cracking me up.
0: He is. And, like, I love Corey. And Corey is super likable. And gives a great sound bite. And, but is just as foolish when it comes to challenges as Josh is. Yeah,
1: he kind of Like, kinda
0: is much more athletic. Yes. And much more likable as a person. But just as dumb. Yeah. with how to actually win a challenge.
1: It's less notable, noticeable because he is more athletic and, mm-hmm. like, more charming. Like, mm-hmm. Josh is just so annoying. Yes. Like, Corey is not as annoying. Definitely foolish, but, like, not as annoying mm-hmm. as Josh is. Um, in case you couldn't tell, we do not stand Josh in this house. <laughs> I think that's going to be incredibly evident. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so I think Corey and Tor- or Tori gets Liv into the net but Liv hurts her arm on the way down it kind of looked like when I watched it today maybe her arm got caught in the net Mm -hmm. on the way down and so she has to go to the hospital as we mentioned earlier Um, had some
0: words about Tori that she's overrated not as strong as she thought
1: yeah Tori's
0: getting the overrated edit
1: yeah and um I liked that she was like she's a nice girl and whatever but like overrated She's like mm-hmm. nothing against her personally. I like her as a person, but like she's not as strong as she seems. Just so everybody knows, don't be afraid. <laughs> and I love that about Liv. Then we had Nelson and Amber M and Leroy and Casey. Um, obviously, Casey gets Amber M off pretty quickly. Um, Leroy and Nelson, um, like Leroy clearly wins that one too. And then we Nelson get, was
0: shook going in. We didn't get a new nickname from Nelson in this challenge. No, we didn't. Uh, but he said he was confident, and then they zoomed in on his face, and he was not confident.
1: Yeah, he did not look confident. That was actually really funny. Yeah. Um, and then we have kind of the like title showdown of the day, which the heavy is Heavyweight Fight CT and Big T versus Anissa and Fessy. So big t like has clearly never been in a fight anisa points this out big, big t, t says it herself and does like this why i oughta kind of like um boxing thing in her confessional and then it's ct versus fessy and then it ends i think ct and fessy fall into the net first
0: no they time out nobody goes oh there.
1: they time out okay and um ct it's just like looks two at fessy wrestling each other yeah CJ looks at Fessy and goes, "Did we just become best friends? I think we just became best friends." Mm -hmm. And it was what movie is that from? It's from Step Brothers, which I haven't seen, but (sighs) I know breaks my heart. I know I I don't like movies, and so but I know about movies in a cultural context, and so (laughs) I know that line from that movie, even though I've never seen it. Um, CT looks super proud when he's talking to Big T afterwards. He's like, you did such a great job. Another, like, dad CT moment. Then Big T says she's never had a physical altercation before. So she was, like, really proud of herself. She's like, but I've never been in a fight before. This is my first one. And CT goes, I wish I could say the same.
0: He's been kicked off this very show multiple times for yes. fighting
1: people. Yeah, we actually just started the duel too, which is probably CT's most famous fight. And actually they removed the episode of that from the internet, basically. I think there's like some stuff in there that MTV doesn't want recollected. But part of that episode is um, CT fighting Adam and saying he would be, smash his head in and eat his brains.
0: Yeah, you know, like you do. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: What, it's a pretty common fight terminology
0: yeah you wouldn't hear that from father figure ct no but, but old school ct you would yes <laughs> uh, but also one brief side comment fessy what do you how do you not win this yeah like like i get it you're similar size but ct's 40.
1: Yeah, I think, like, CT's just scrappier. Like, like, he said he's been in more fights. Like, I don't know how many fights Fessy's actually been in. But
0: Fessy can't go to the confessional and say he wants to be the big dog by beating the big dog. And then just, like, kind of lean on CT for, like, two minutes or however yeah. long they had to... Re- it was, I was embarrassed. I'm, yeah. I'm annoyed.
1: I am annoyed at Fessy, too. I think that's the overall theme. So, Nicole ends up having to pack. By the time they get home, Nicole is gone. Liv comes back and they're waiting for her x-ray um, which doesn't happen and that that's when we get the Tory's not a strong line from her um, and then we move into like classic house stuff that goes on so this is where the drama enters the episode so the first thing we see is this like really stupid kind of bickery fight between CT and Casey because CT wants to make an egg quesadilla and Casey is cooking her microwave pizza on the stovetop so like frankly none of this makes sense but ct's just kind of jokey giving casey a hard time casey seems annoyed but like not upset just like annoyed like leave me alone i'm just gonna make this thing like let it happen and of course josh decides he has to intervene and josh gets like really angry and goes to ct who goes outside to have a cigarette i'd imagine Mm -hmm. and he goes to ct and says She's literally crying. Josh, verbatim, says, leave her alone. She's literally crying in the kitchen. She's upset. And so CT's like, listen, Josh, this has nothing to do with you. I'm gonna go apologize to her. If she's crying, I'm gonna go apologize to her. And Josh is like, yeah, she's crying. And CT's like, okay, well, leave me alone. Has nothing to do with you. Stop getting involved. But I'm going to go apologize. So CT goes and apologizes to her. And Casey's like, I'm not upset. I'm not." She's like, I'm upset, but I'm not crying. It was just, like, annoying. And they're hugging it out.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and this is CT's game, too. Like, I mean, he's just going to find some little ticky-tack thing to get in your face about. Yeah. He's just trying to break you over the course of two months of this show.
1: Mm-hmm. He knows how to do it. It's like Devin, <laughs> but a little less obnoxious. Yes. Which we'll get to in a minute. So then Josh looks absolutely furious, like, like He seething. looks like a crazy person. He is seething because CT said, he. Josh told me you were in here crying and Casey said I wasn't in here crying. And Josh goes, I never said that. And then the uh, producers get real shady and flashback to seven and a half seconds before when Josh <laughs> says she's literally crying in the kitchen, upset. And Josh is like, I never said that. Like he is like seething.
0: And, and this is just... This is a wide open net for CT.
1: Yeah, and so CT's like... And he's
0: like, just going to egg Josh on now.
1: Yeah, and Josh is like, well, I never said that. And CT was like, you did say that. <laughs> and then Josh is like, why are you shouting at me? And CT's like, because you're stupid. <laughs> Which is, he did that for America. Like, yeah. CT for president. Because he did it for America. And it just really shows, like, how immature and unstable Josh is. Because it, so in hindsight, Josh did tweet last night that he, it's really hard for him to watch this episode and this whole season back because he was really not in a good place, which is where I, it really got my brain turning about the mental health of the contestants this season. So he said he's not in a good place. Um, but I, I thought one thing was that big T did a really good job calming CT down Mm -hmm. in a way that like, so we're watching seasons, um, where DM and CT are on together and we watched one where CT was just like really out of hand the whole season. What do you remember the name of that season? I think it was 15 right before the Island and DM just can't seem to calm CT down, even though like, you they're so in love, they're together, all of that. I thought Big T did a great job calming CT down. She just hugged him and was like, you got to play it cool. And I also think it shows how much growth we've gotten from CT as well, the way he calms down. Um, But then Devin just slides right in. Yeah,
0: Devin's not going to calm down.
1: No. Devin's like, here's my chance to piss everybody off.
0: Yeah. This is Devin's game. Yeah. And Devin's number one. So it, it never works, like, for the whole season.
1: He's never won the challenge, but he does mention mm-hmm. that on a show him and Tori were on, they were rivals because they were the two best people on that season, but Devin won. And so I think, like, it doesn't play well here, maybe in this game, but Devin just shouts out that Big Brother sucks. Which is, like, he. I think at this point he feels defeated. He's seeing that... um Wes and him are losing ground in their alliances. We see that he doesn't have a partner, so he doesn't even know if he's gonna get kicked off. And he's like, either way, they're probably sending me in. And so he's just like, big brother sucks and keeps shouting it. And so they remove him from the situation. Josh goes outside, starts screaming at him. Mm -hmm. So Devin's just smoking a cigarette in the corner, shouting math equations. Josh.
0: I forgot about the math
1: equation. <laughs> He's like, what's well, eight times nine. And then I'm sitting here on the couch going, I'm pretty sure it's 72. Is it 72? It is. Okay, good. I was like sitting here being like, I hope I can do that math, but he just keeps shouting math equations and all the bodyguards are holding him back. And Devin's just like smoking a cigarette, like shouting math at Josh. And Josh is so upset. He, he is all over the place and he cannot get it together um so josh goes if you're gonna start something you gotta just say it and i'm like no josh this is again you being stupid because that's exactly what devin did was he just said it and now he's made you angry and i think that this is like a highlight reel of devin it's like a highlight reel of who josh is this episode but also a highlight episode of who devin is would you agree oh for sure yeah um
0: And then also the fact that Devin won a physical challenge that we'll get to. Yes. Which we've never seen him do.
1: No. And so, like, Casey removes Josh from the situation. Josh starts punching the outside wall, kicking chairs over. And then they take Mm -hmm. him to his room. And And he is, like, breathing heavily. And it just made me think, like, Josh probably had some severe anger issues as a kid that he didn't know how to channel. And he had, like, a, a... aid like a teacher's aid or something who like taught him to do these breathing exercises to like calm himself down yeah, but there then, wasn't
0: alcohol involved at that no point.
1: and then josh like never learned how to like appropriately beyond that breathing exercise like appropriately channel his emotions and so he just like still is an adult loses it and like it's so emotional and even casey this is what they say about josh every season And they're like josh's emotions get in the way and he does not know how to handle himself
0: the soundtrack also agreed with you.
1: oh <laughs> this is the best part how did i forget they played whitney houston's i get so emotional baby which was hysterical because it doesn't fit in with the scheme of like the rest of the songs they've chosen this season. No, so.
0: it's not like your spy thriller music or, no, <laughs> or when old it started playing,
1: I was like, I know this song, but why do I know this song? And like, why are they... This just like, it felt so out of place, mm-hmm. but it was hysterical.
0: Yes. And even just one other side note for Devin, like why he's pushing buttons. Like he's not just doing it for TV. Like if Josh punches him... Josh Josh gets sent home. Yeah. um, And Devin needs numbers. So, Mm -hmm. like, if he can do that to drunk Josh, he's going to try. So, just to point that out.
1: Devin literally says about his own self this episode, I am bringing nothing to the table right now. Which is hysterical, also, the evaluation um okay then we get all the voting the only vote that didn't make sense was kyle kyle did kind of a throwaway vote even though he's supposed to be working with Wes, and they really needed those numbers to get where mm-hmm. they were
0: ct voted against west as well yes he voted in devon Yes,
1: yeah, so i'm not sure if that was like a big t plan big t's trying to get in with someone or if they were like it's inevitable that Devin's going in but they all do know that their vote's visible at this point so Ultimately, Devin gets voted in by the House ahead
0: of Corey and Tory, who uh, was Wes and Devin's target. That's where yes. they tried to go.
1: Yeah, and um, and they go in. So, I, was there anything else of note during that like deliberation? Not really.
0: I mean, the editing made it seem like it was going to be a closer vote. Um, and this has happened in both episodes. I feel like we've kind of seen after the fact, like, oh, this was kind of decision was already made. Yeah, um, but. Um, they
1: tried to make it look like it was closer right um so Devin goes in as the house vote and they then Fessy and Anissa throw in or no I'm sorry Leroy and Casey throw in Wes and Wes feels like this is a massive betrayal and you can just like you hear his heart break when Leroy says his name like you can hear it he's like clearly just feeling defeated and he can't like you said earlier, even get himself excited to go into this elimination.
0: It's true. But I, and I think, like, I think I'm supposed to feel sorry for Wes here. And then he says to, tells everyone to gang up on Leroy at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but no, like I, I've said on this podcast a couple times, I want Leroy to win. Yeah. This is his last season. He's never won. And he's never won because he's never done anything like that. Yeah. So I'm actually it. like, I think Cam was good for him there. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what he should have done. Um, I am worried about him and Casey's dynamic and Mm -hmm. how little they were sharing with each other. Um,
1: Yeah, Casey specifically says that she does not trust her partner, which is also fair because you don't know when you're going to get taken by someone else. Mm -hmm. So whatever you share with your partner at that point in time, like, yes, you are. This is a partner challenge. But you still have to play your own game. Mm-hmm. And, and I think Casey is doing the best job of that of anybody yeah. right now. Because you could completely get blindsided and change partners. Like what happens at the end of this episode. So mm-hmm. Wes can't get himself excited. He goes into the... So the Metaphor for
0: something else? So.
1: <laughs> no. Scott... They have to do this thing where they're connected. They've done similar challenges to this before. It's been a couple of years. But mm-hmm. basically, you're tethered together. And you have to wind through these three poles and then basically dig into the ground and get to this button before someone else does. So they've yes, done similar the, Yeah, things. the rope
0: that the two of you are tied together is too short for both of you to reach the button. So yes. you're both. they both get to the end of the little pole obstacle course. And they each have maybe three feet to go to the maybe six feet to go to this button mm-hmm. and they're so they kind of have to dig into the sand and usually a lot of times these challenges take like a half hour to an hour
1: yeah for did one, they show us a time stand? they actually didn't
0: so okay. i don't know how long it took but you kind of have to dig into the sand and just kind of inch your way forward yeah uh, unless you're just much stronger than the other person yeah
1: but, and usually the best strategy is to dig a hole so that they can't move you any further back than mm-hmm. that hole that's usually the best strategy we see but ultimately, Devin ends up winning. Wes already feels defeated. And even Devin says, you can tell he doesn't want this as badly as I do. Um, and so Devin stays. Natalie's now available. She's clearly a super strong competitor. But Devin decides to infiltrate. And he infiltrates Corey and Tori, which is interesting because he had they had both mentioned earlier in the episode that they're rivals. And so the fact that he chooses out of anyone was really surprising to me what did you think
0: um i actually did think that's where he was gonna go
1: really why because he kind of gave that edit a little well, bit
0: because he wants no part of big brother mm. but he wants to peel leroy and cam which kyle already peeled cam out mm-hmm. and he can't take casey because he doesn't care about big brother he's yeah. against big brother yeah um and doesn't think they're ever going to work with him and no. they probably won't, based on his actions this episode. Yes. Um, he
1: didn't really make a great case for himself.
0: And so he wants to peel someone strong, but he needs Leroy and Cam, and he wants the Young Bucks. He wants Corey and Nelson. Yeah. Um, and the farther he can pull them away from Fessy, the better. Yes. Because um, that's really his only shot. Mm-hmm. Like, he needs the rookies, he needs Leroy and Cam, and he eventually needs Corey and Nelson to flip on Big Brother. Yeah. And they may be able to pull that off. Maybe. But it seems like because Tori hates him. I'm not sure exactly where all of Tori's alliances lie. But then are you
1: pissing off Corey then at that point? (laughs) So that Corey won't work with you either because you took his partner?
0: Like, I don't think Devin thinks about who he's making angry. Yeah. I think he thinks about, okay, where am I positioning myself relationally? And then I'll talk my way around whoever I pissed off. Yeah. Later. Yeah. Um...
1: I guess that's true.
0: And it may not work, um, but he had to try something.
1: That's true. Yeah, I really... I don't know where else he would have gone and gained as much as he gains with Tori. I think you're right.
0: Because, I mean, what other... Like, he could take Lolo. Like, Lolo and Nam are just kind of looming out there. they're just not
1: attached. Yeah. Right. They're just serious physical competitors. And
0: they are... And they both voted with him already. Yeah. So, on this episode.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Um, And Michi and Liv, like... They didn't vote with him. Michi said he would, but he didn't. Um, But taking Liv, she may be gone next episode.
1: Yeah, Um, that's true.
0: Gabby and Lilo. Leo. Or Leo, excuse me. Um, Yeah, I guess he doesn't know how good Gabby is as as a competitor. Mm -hmm. And he knows Tori's really good. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know if he can mend that relationship. He's going to try. Yeah, I don't
1: know. It's not looking in his favor. Um, So. That's kind of where the episode ends. We get the preview for next week. I don't really remember too much about it at the moment.
0: Other than there's a hall brawl.
1: Oh, there is a hall brawl next episode. And it should be a women's elimination?
0: It should be in theory. Unless Liv goes home immediately, then we get another guy's one.
1: Okay. Um, Yeah, so we'll see if it's guys or girls, what happens there. Um, But to finish out the episode, I just have to say, I really liked Amber B's edit this week. I was loving getting to know her a little bit more, and I'm excited to see where they take her next and Then I also loved devin's edit this week. It was just like the full blown Devin that we love, and I loved c t and big t 's relationship
0: It's great, yeah, um, and yeah, and just a heartbreaker to watch Wes just kind of give in to father time like yeah. i mean it just like it just really happened like it just feels like Wes went from. Being able to compete to not, like, with the flip of a switch. Um, and that was really weird to watch. Um, but he's gone, and uh, I think Cam and Leroy made the right choice. I yeah. feel like they're trying to edit Cam, like, she's steering Leroy wrong. But, I mean, Leroy's gone wrong every time before this, so he's got to try something. Yeah. And um, I think they're in a good spot right now.
1: I think mm-hmm. so. Um yeah, I I don't know. It was it was overall a really good episode. I, for sure. I, Like I said before, I'm really enjoying this season. I feel good about it.
0: Yeah, Wes and Nicole will miss you. Yes. And then we get hall brawl, Can't which we. is the best elimination. It's basically the Oklahoma drill if you ever played high school football. For all of our listeners who did that, I did. So uh, basically, they put pads on, they run through this narrow hallway and try to get past the other person. Yeah,
1: and it's like a, and it's
0: brutal, and someone usually gets hurt.
1: Yeah, it's great. It's a great challenge. So, we'll
0: see if Fessy's up for it.
1: <laughs> Probably not. Well, we'll see you guys next week. We hope you all have happy holidays and a happy holiday season when you listen to this. We also posted our first bachelor episode. So, if you're bachelor people, we recap Tasha's finale and look forward to all the women and Matt James season. We read through their bios. We put it on our TV so we could read it and see their pictures in large scale and font. <laughs> Um, And we had a lot of fun. It's a long episode, but you can break it up. Or if you're traveling, you can listen to it then. Um, But thanks for listening to Good People, Bad TV. We'll talk to you next week.
0: See you next time.